Hey, missionaries, we want to invite you February 27th, 2020. The Michelle Mission is doing a live event. We're doing our 200th episode and we are reviewing Shaft, which will be followed by a 70s soundtrack soul train dance party DJed by international DJ himself, Scheme Richards. It all takes place at World Cafe Live here in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale at bshowmission.com or worldcafelive.com. Right now, get them, drink specials, having fun, come dressed in the 70s. I got my bell bottoms. I bought Vincent Afro <laughs> with mutton chops. There you go. We're going to have a ball. That's right. See you there. Did you hear um, Joaquin Phoenix's speech? I didn't hear it. I just heard that. Okay. Cool. I'm going to play it for you. You don't have to see it, but you can hear it. I mean, how long is it? It's two minutes. How long at all? It's not long at all. But I think it's... I'll be curious to hear your take on it. This is interesting. White people talk about racism to other white people. Like, I think... Like, I'm I'm glad they're handling it amongst themselves, but I don't give a fuck. Like I feel like we had could be talking about some black. Bruh. We're gonna talk about black. Bruh. Instead of a white guy, we're gonna talk about black. Bruh. Yeah, I have no real interest in talking about it. Okay, all right, I won't mention it. Yeah, yeah. get to my closer to you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm that's nice that he's doing it. But okay, you know, let's see what he does. Like produce some movies, do some with some money. Like yourself. Yeah, he took that. the fucking award, didn't he? Therefore, I, it is it is of no interest to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it. Like you heard it, but I, I didn't know it. I did hear it. I yeah. So if you want to talk about it, yeah, no, 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 not both of us. No, don't count. <sighs> when his award for angry white guy, mm-hmm. angry white guy is angry, and we have to listen to him. Mm-hmm. You ready? I am ready. All right, let's go. Welcome to another stop on the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner. Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And on our second special stop this Black History Month, as we focus on Westerns, this episode's conversation will revolve around the 2003 Western Gang of Roses, starring Monica Calhoun, Lisa Ray, Lil' Kim, Stacey Dash, and Mariko, I'm not looking at it, so I forgot. Matiko. Matiko. The other one. Well, that's not right. That's not right? That's not don't right. Say, don't say the don't other say one. Don't say the other don't one. Don't say the yes. other one. I should probably say her name, Marie Matiko. Marie Matiko. I knew Marie her last name was Matiko. Matiko with special appearances by Bobby Brown and, spoiler, Macy Gray. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, I yeah. believe we have some news and or correspondence, Mr. Webb. We do, Vince. Um, 
I like to give thanks to all of our missionaries who make our Michaud Mission Facebook group a poppin'. Yes. They keep it popping when sometimes we're not even in there. And they have kept it uh, really, really um, like sprinkled with great news items over the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know how many of you have, how many of these you've checked out, Vince. There's an interview with the writer-director Eugene Ash. Okay. uh, About his new A Love Story. That we deserve called Sylvie's love is an ode to a time that black people have historically been erased from. It is a simple love story, a black love story set in the 50s and 60s that actually focuses on the love as opposed to it becoming a secondary plot line to racism. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. I hope these aren't shots fired at if Bill Street could talk. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, all right. Watch, watch all that. But, but, but I'm, I'm very happy about that. I think that speaks to the conversation we've been having, really for the past month, almost talking mm-hmm. about the, the, the role of struggle mm-hmm. in black narratives in the 21st century. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, Sylvie's love, which dares to tell a story about our joy, but it does not dismiss the crimes we endured in our past. Okay. Instead, it shows our strength and the fearless ability to love despite a world that did not want to love us. It is our joy and ability to not just persevere, but thrive that has gotten us through and continues to. This film gives us what we deserve to be seen as we were, are, and has always been. Those are the words of the interviewer of this, of Eugene Ash, Awa Guy. Um, you can find this interview on Afropunk, and we posted a link in the, well, a link to it was posted in our Facebook group. Excellent. Excellent. So check that out. It's a Excellent. very cool Looking interview. Forward to that. I think the photograph, did, did it say what day it comes out, or does it have a, a, a premiere? I don't believe that a, that a premiere date has been set just yet for it. Because uh, I know um, the photograph comes out Valentine's weekend, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I am Speaking looking forward to the photo, photograph yeah. starring um, Issa Rae, Lakeith Stansfield. Yeah, that looks very sumptuous. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So very much looking forward to that. And I, And... Seeing that trailer in the commercials for the photograph, and I and I like because I saw the trailer a few months ago, mm-hmm. but I like that it seems to be getting, you know, at least in my eyes, a decent marketing push because I see the commercial all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? I agree, I agree. Um, and then here reading this interview in regards to Sylvie's love, uh, reminds me of our conversation. That we had with um, Mayori Holmes when we reviewed Queen and Slim. Yes. And about us being able to just tell our stories. Yeah. You know, just tell them without any, you know, uh, baggage on our shoulders. Right. I feel like we have to bear the burden. This has to be the movie. Right. 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 Absolutely. So looking forward to both of these films. 
Looking forward to that as well. Um, and these f- films such as these will have a champion on their side as Tabitha Jackson was recently named the Sundance Film Festival director. Yes, sir. Congratulations, Miss Jackson. I'm not nasty. I just respect you. <laughs> Jackson has served as the director of the Sundance Institute's documentary film program for the last six years, but now she will oversee the festival's overall vision and strategy while leading a senior team in close collaboration with director of programming, Kim Yotani. Uh, the outgoing director, John Cooper, will uh, shepherd special projects, including preparations for the Institute's 40th anniversary that is set in 2021. Founder Robert Retford said, I founded Sundance Institute with the clear message of celebrating and supporting independent artists. And the festival is the platform where we can showcase those stories. As we approach our 40th anniversary, I'm pleased to have Tabitha lead us as we move into the future and meet the next generation of artists and their stories. Jackson said it is exciting to be amplifying the voices and work of independent artists. Artists, my role working with a team at the top of their game will be to ensure that the festival remains as effective, vital, and transformational in the years going forward as it has in the past, and to make sure that we have fun doing it. I can't wait to get started. Yeah, you know what would make Sundance even more fun? Some independent critical voices. And if like two two podcasters that I know could find some sponsorship to send us to Sundance. That'd be awesome. No, that's that's nice. Um, I do believe that uh, Leanne Lindsay of Tinsel and Time is already out there. I saw. Making, you know, hobnobbing and networking her way around. I said, all right, Lindsay, do the thing. She's doing it, don't want to be Lindsay when I grow up. I know, right? So, so hey, sponsors. Yeah, well, 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 we'll see. We'll travel coach. Vince will travel. (laughs) Duly noted. You've seen my writer. Yes. Vince? Yes. Um, Are you aware that February will see the debut of a 24-hour black news channel? I keep seeing the headline for this in... Ironically, I don't read the actual news story, but I've seen that that's coming. (laughs) Oh, Vince, you're like those wacky millennials. Um, (laughs) Yes. Black News Channel or BNC. Okay. Okay. Black News Channel. Which is co-founded by former Oklahoma congressman, Republican J.C. Watts. And that's why I stopped reading, because there's a reason that I stopped reading. And I saw J.C. Watts's name and I said, yeah, I think I'll sit this one out or at least I'll wait and see. <laughs> um, he will operate as the network's chairman and CEO Bob Berlanti will launch on February 20th of 2020. BNC was originally scheduled to launch on November 15th of 2019, but it was announced that it has updated the launch of the nation's only African-American news network in order, quote, to more than triple its viewing audiences. Network executives credit advancements in new technologies and the advent of new distribution platforms as the catalyst for rethinking their launch strategy. Okay. 
all jokes aside, I, I wish them well and great success. I do too. I, you know, uh, and let's see. There you go. Let's, let's see. see. Let's see. Well, well. My politics don't necessarily align with J.C. Watts's, but all of our politics don't have to align. No, no, they do not. A smoothradio.com. Let's dip into the world of music here. Okay. Released a a list. I know how you feel about lists, Vince. <laughs> now. I deliberately didn't look at this. That it, that George Carm- Carmona threw this in the group, <laughs> trying to cause a ruckus. I didn't even look at it. They put out a list of the twenty best male singers See? of all time, See? ranked in order See? by pure vocal ability. Yeah. See now. Oh boy. Now it's the top twenty. Okay. Okay. Look. I'm going to give you five minutes All to right. do this, starting All right. now. All right. And then we're going to move on. We'll move on. Okay. So going up. Can we start at 10? Let's just do the top 10. Going to, Okay. Top Let's 10. Let's do top 10. Cause, Let's go top cause 10. Because I guess we want to stay focused. We're going to get the Gang of Roses. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. Who's number 10? Number 10. Number 10. Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross is number 10. He's number 10. So if I'm listening to you correctly, the nine names that you're going to name after this are singers that pure that pure, by pure by vocal pure ability vocal. smooth what, radio feels smooth are radio better. these are the nine people that sing better than Luther Vandross according right. to them right okay here we go who is number nine who is the first person that they think sings better than Luther Vandross Marvin Gaye okay okay <laughs> so far so good Pumped your brakes on that one a little I bit I mean I think I I think that's an argument. Like, I think you can argue that Luther is a better pure vocalist than Marvin Gaye, but that's not a bad choice. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Number eight. Ooh, we got eight more. Blood pressure so far. So good. All right. Who's number eight? Al Green. Okay. 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 Uh, look, that is two good choices these so two far. have been a gift. Again, this is an argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now... Al Green sings better than than Marvin, Marvin Gaye, Gaye and Luther, Luther Vandross. Vandross. This is an argument, right? Okay, seven. Who's seven? Sam Cooke. Oh, look, <laughs> right. This is this is actually a really because Sam Cooke. I think pure vocals. I might have chosen as my number one. Underrated. So. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not dropping my guard though because I know it's some nonsense about to come. We're at number six. Number six. Otis Redding. Oh, yeah. This 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 is good. This is good. Again, I, I think I think I would have Sam Cook at number one for pure vocals, but Otis, this is a good list so far. So we have five left? Yes. Oh, here, oh. I just scanned ahead. <laughs> here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Can I wait? Can I just sit in this for a second? Like this is yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. Like, sit sit here. Nice. This is nice. Yeah. Okay. You want to? You want to? This is nice. <sighs> okay. Who's number five? All right. Well, here we go. You've stepped up from the bench, and oh, look, there's shit on the floor. And number five is Frank Sinatra. You know, I disagree with that. But that's a choice that I, I could I could see an argument. 
again, I'm look, I, all I look for is argument. Like I'm mm-hmm. not looking like mm-hmm. I don't have to disagree with you, but okay. Old blue eyes is five. Yes. So now these are four people that these white people think sing better than Frank Sinatra. Well, I first of all, it's smoothradio.com. I don't want to say that these this it's is It's okay, I'll say it. These are white people. Go ahead. Tom Eames is the person that wrote the article. I don't know if this is just solely his list. Okay. Um, Look, any list that has Frank Sinatra up that high, that's white people. It's okay, Glenn. It's all right. All right. I'm not a, trying to offend anybody. That's just the way this works. Okay. No group of black people is putting Frank Sinatra at number four. You know, well, they didn't put him at number four. They put him at number five. I'm sorry. At, at number, number four. At number four above Frank Sinatra is Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole is the go. Nat King Cole would be my number two. This list is surprisingly close to my list. So th- Nat King Cole is four. Nat King Cole is four. Oh, this is really interesting because I'm trying to figure out who's going to be in the top three with these people that they've named. So who's three? Michael Jackson. It's a respectable choice. I wouldn't have him at three, but I think it's a respectable choice. Who's two? George Michael. Oh! We were doing so well. We were actually doing, you know, we're making our way up. You know what? I ain't even that mad because we've been doing so well. George Michael is the number two singer, pure vocals ever. So like number one is, well, well, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Because based on a list like this, number one is going to be like Freddie Mercury. I bet it's Freddie Mercury. Is number one Freddie Mercury? I bet it's Freddie Mercury. Number one is Freddie Mercury, isn't it? I bet it's Freddie Mercury. Who is it? Number one. Is Freddie Mercury. It's Freddie Mercury. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. There's no way those two should be that high. But they've garnered so much goodwill. I'm like, ah, you crazy kids. <laughs> You're crazy. Like, I actually want to grab him and put my arm around it and give him a noogie. Oh, Freddie Mercury's at number one. I'm a huge Freddie Mercury fan. Oh, my God. And I think he had an incredible voice. Uh, Find Me Someone. Have you ever heard the isolated vocals for Find Me Someone to Love? Yes. Like, it actually gives you chills. Yes. Yeah. So Freddie Mercury is 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 amazing. there's an honestly yeah. to me there's an argument for Freddie Mercury at number one. I mean it's an argument, but it's not really that long of an argument. Like it's an argument. It's an argument. Like okay, you can stay at the table, but George Michael. Yeah, George Michael is is just a bad choice. That's that's a bad choice. That's no. and that's a tell that reflects that reflects the bias of these list makers. George Michael and Quiet is kept. Michael Jackson ain't number three. Michael Jackson's not number three, but I, I can see Michael Jackson in the top ten. You, what what is what, what was that? Michael name? Jackson would not be in my top ten. Name ten singers better than Michael Jackson. Well, okay, well, I mean, ten these are male singers. Male singers. All right. Well, number six through ten on this list, that's five right there. Luther, Marvin, Al Green, Sam Cooke. Otis Redding. Okay, and we've gone a minute over. Okay, so give me one more. And I and and I think Nat King Cole's a better singer than Michael Jackson. Okay, so you, so you said Luther, 
Luther, Otis, Otis, Sam Cook, Sam Cook, Al Green, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye, and then Nat King Cole. I think they're I think they're better singers than than Michael Jackson. Okay. Yes, that's I a do. good argument. I do. All right, I'm not I'm mad at and, mm, Well, no, I, I I can't I can't honestly say that Stevie Wonder is a better singer than Michael Jackson. That's not, no. that wouldn't be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think pr- I think me myself. I put Prince above Michael Jackson. Just pure vocals? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do pure vocals. I would. All right. But let's move on. Move on. Because I ain't getting pulled into this. But that's not a bad list. It's not a bad that's list. That's not a bad list. That's really not a bad I've list. I've read much worse lists. Much list. worse lists. Much, list. much worse lists. That is not a bad list at all. Fooling around like Chris Brown will be on something. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> all right. Yeah, so you can't really knock that one. Right. Yeah, you should own a significant amount of work by everyone we just named. George Michael, too? I I think Faith is an amazing album. Quietly, I think the album he made after he came back off of, because remember, he's one of those guys that the record company destroyed his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how come he couldn't record for years. I think Freedom is a great album. I mean, he doesn't have a huge discography obviously mm-hmm. but um what was the name of wham's album i know the i know wake me up before you go go i can't remember the it's name not a bad al- it's not a bad album no, it's not a bad it's album. not a bad album like, not a bad album so so i think you should own like the wham album and them two george michael albums last uh, last item and i mean we all saw this coming down the down the block okay uh hamilton with the original Broadway cast is Boy, coming to let theaters. let me tell you, I thought we was going to have to go get a cake and some balloons at my house. My daughter is so happy about this. Movie theaters aren't throwing away their shot to have Hamilton on the big screen. Disney is bringing a film of Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical sensation with the original Broadway cast to cinemas on October 15th, 2021. Oh boy. The movie version isn't an adaptation in the vein of Miranda's upcoming In the Heights, but rather a live capture of a stage performance shot at the Richard Rogers Theater in Manhattan before founding members began to depart the production. I think that's smart. Let me tell you, the Williams household is a happy household this evening behind this news. Yes, I have been on the road with the Williamses and serenaded. Yes. Yes. My daughter is a Hamilton fanatic. I know. I've yet I've not seen it. It's good. I know. It's good. I it heard was here well, in Philly. Yeah, when it was here in Philly, I missed it. it and I and yeah, I heard good. the I heard the book, you know. Yeah. I I'm I feel like I didn't get the full experience, you know, from, you know, Wendy Camille and Vince. Um, but it was almost like I was, it was almost like you were there. Outside the building. Yes, yes. Listening so, through break. So yes, very happy about this news. We'll all be in the room where it happens to see it. That's that's a little Hamilton joke. You know, the joke is funnier if you just let it be. If I just let it be and I say and I tell you that it's the, a Hamilton like, joke. Like this is the joke. And then I tell the joke. And right. then I say that was the joke. Right. Got you. All right. So Vince, last thing. Okay. As you are well aware and listeners are well aware that February 27th is fast approaching. Yes, it is. February 27th is our live event, our 200th episode. Yes, it is. At World Cafe Live, where we will review Shaft Mm. and have a 
Soul Train dance party afterwards, yes. DJ by Scheme Richards. Yes. Now, Vince. Yes, yes, Lynn. Are you ready to come fully adorned in 70s accoutrement? I'm almost ready. You're almost ready. I'm almost there. You've been working on I've it. I've been working on it. I've been wondering about this. I haven't said anything. Well, you know, I like to work in silence. Okay. Okay. Don't come half-stepping. I ain't no half-stepping. Because we're the Get Fresh crew. Wrong decade. <laughs> yes. By, by quite a lot. Right. But no, seriously. I mean, you, like 10 years. Okay. All right. So, so are you going to come like 70s out? 70s out. You going to have the taco meat showing? <laughs> Maybe a little taco meat. A little, little taco. Like Taco Bell taco meat. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, not, not taqueria taco meat. Okay. So like a little taco meat. All right. All right. Can't wait. All right. It's time for us, ladies and gentlemen. To get into our review, it's Westerns here for Black History Month. <laughs> oh, I've been looking forward to this all day. I love when Lynn <laughs> picks a movie like this. And then I like to just sit back and watch Lynn work. Let's enjoy these sensational women riding the open plains and fenced-in yards. <laughs> <laughs> It's Gang of Roses. <laughs> Coming up next. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. The Old West was a man's world where women were kept in their place. That really makes me mad. Meet some bad girls. Breathing so soon, Jenny. Who are good at what they do. I missed on purpose. They can talk the talk. Whoever said we was ladies. Walk the walk. Say we give them everything we got. And definitely shoot. From the hip. They're full of surprises. Now, they're out to settle an old score. He killed my sister. I want to know about the gold. And make a killing of their own. Over half a million dollars. No matter who gets in their way. Find them and kill them. It wasn't supposed to go down like that. Unless they stick together. What's the problem? I hadn't gotten my money yet. They might just hang together. Louis Mandalore, Glenn Plummer, and Bobby Brown are gunning for Monica Calhoun, Stacey Dash, Lisa Ray, Marie Matico, and Lil Kim. Five reasons why the West was worth winning. Gang of Roses. Gang of Roses, a 2003 Western directed and written by actor-director Jean-Claude Lemaire. Stars Monica Calhoun as the leader of the mysterious Rose Gang, long retired, but after the unfortunate murder of her daughter, her, I'm sorry, her sister, she gathers the old gang together for revenge and gold in jewelry. 
Gang of Roses stars Monica Calhoun as the leader of the gang, Rachel. She is joined by Lil' Kim as Chastity, Stacey Dash as Kim, Lisa, Lisa Ray McCoy as Maria, and Stacey and Marie Matiko as Zhang Li. You want to take all that over again? Because you, fluff, you, no, right. you right. flustered a big time. You, you ready? Yes. <laughs> which, which, which has to start? Just start all over. Because you were bumbling. You can't, you can't you can't contain yourself. <laughs> Gang of Roses is a 2003 western written and directed by Jean-Claude Lemaire which follows the mysterious Rose Gang who when the film starts has gone into retirement until the leader of said gang's sister is murdered at which point the gang is reunited for revenge and gold and jewelry. Gang of Roses stars Monica Calhoun as Rachel, Lil' Kim as Chastity, Stacey Dash as Kim, Lisa Ray McCoy as Maria, and Marie Matiko as Zhang Li, with appearances by Macy Gray, Bobby Brown, and Blink If You Miss Him, Mario Van Peebles. Gang of Roses was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn what would you like to say about 2003's Western extravaganza, Gang of Roses? Well, I'm going to get the good stuff out of the way. Oh, so this is going to be the quick portion of the review. Yes. <laughs> First of all, Gang of Roses is underappreciated for two very very um how, how should i put it uh, uh um two very influential pieces of pop culture okay one in 2003 who would have known that gang of roses would predict what was to come with the Marvel movies as there is continuity and crossovers <laughs> bled into the film. Yes. Case in point, one Mario Van Peoples. Yes, yes. Who shows up, you're right, blink and you miss him in this movie in the role of Jimmy Lee. Jimmy Lee? Writing right out of the 90s Posse. That's right. For one shot. So it's it's like a bad black western cinematic universe. Is crisis on infinite westerns. Bad westerns. Well, that's subjective. It is subjective. So that's one thing that you give it credit for. That's so, one thing that so, I give so it credit like, for. So you like you like that uh, that appearance of Mario Van Peebles. Well, it happened. It it it, it did happen. I saw it. So did I. I sent it. So did I. Okay, so so that happened. The other piece mm -hmm. of influential pop culture that Gang of Roses offers us okay. is that, and this is something that's kind of like already been a thing in pop culture, in that when you look at films, they sometimes be can become, um, through no fault of their own, time capsules. Okay. Of a particular time, of a particular um, place, 
of a particular maybe style, whether it be the the cinematic style or the musical choices in the film. Okay. Or as in the uh, case with Gang of Roses, can be a time capsule of a face. Okay. And in this film, Mm. we are introduced for the first time as an actress, Little Kim. Yes, we are. And in doing so, and in witnessing her debut on film, we are also saying goodbye oh yeah to the little kim as we knew her so it's documentary evidence it's documentary evidence that little Kim's kim original. at one time was an extremely pretty woman she's always she was always real cute with a devastating smile yeah she had a smile that lit this film up. Yeah, yeah, true. And this film is document, docu, uh, document, documentation of that smile, of that face, of that time. Sure, sure. And outside of the context of her being a, an MC, and also it is interesting to see how she works outside of that. Yes. Okay. All right. These, these, these are fair observations. I now conclude <laughs> my listing of the good things about Gang of Roses. If, like you remember, like you were in the seventh grade and and you were watching the the, the slide. Like your teacher would do the slideshow and say, "Boop, next slide." <laughs> it's time for the next slide. It's time, it's for, time the for the next. Boop, next slide, and you hit the next slide. Okay, okay. What the hell is this movie? <laughs> Hey, 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 this is your movie. You're supposed to tell me what this movie is. Well, I'm going to tell you what this movie is. <laughs> I don't know what they thought this movie was. They thought they were making a fist, uh, fistful of dollars. <laughs> they thought they were making a few dollars more. Yeah. They thought they were making the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. But no. What they were making was... Comic-Con the Western. <laughs> you are not going to disrespect my black cosplayers by comparing them to these people. They are disrespecting black cosplayers. Okay, all right. Because that is all these five women <laughs> and everyone else in this film yes. is doing. Right. They are cosplaying. Badly. Badly. Okay, all right. <laughs> as cowboys. Yes. And... If you think I'm lying, ladies and gentlemen, go to any convention where there are tons of cosplayers as cowboys. Yes. With their guns that shoot off caps. Yes. Much like the guns in Gang of Roses. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You could literally see the string of caps sticking out the back of the well, gun. Remember this, the cap yeah, strings? I, 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 I do remember the cap strings. I do. I do. What is happening in this movie? I, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. I went in this movie saying, okay, I know this is not going to be good. Okay. Okay. But at least 
I know that Monica Calhoun yes. is a serious actress. Yes. This is not an actress who's just making her way to film. 2003, she is a working, serious actress with some serious credits behind yes, her Yes, she name. does. Yes, she does. So if nothing else, if she's going to be in here, okay, then she's probably having some fun. Right, right. Maybe she can hold it together. Maybe she can hold it together. Sure. You look down the, the cast list, okay, you've got Bobby Brown, uh, Lisa Ray, uh, yeah. Marie Matico, to be fair, I don't know of her. I don't even know who this is. So they maybe she Asian should be one. bringing something. Little Kim, she seems captivating in the videos. Maybe she can make a make a way with uh some dialogue. Maybe, although at this point you've seen um Belly, so you should know that that's not necessarily something that translates. True, but in Belly, I want to think she's you know she's acting down to what's around her. Okay, you know what I mean. But then I'm also looking down this list, the cast list, and I see Glenn Plummer. <laughs> Glenn, how they have Glenn Plummer in one scene? <laughs> if Glenn Plummer can be counted on for anything, it's bringing at least a level of professionalism and gravitas to a production. How they take the best actor on this set by far, like by far, by far, and kill him off in two minutes. <laughs> they kill him off in two minutes within the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> I was I had forgotten he was in it. And then I said, Oh, it's Glenn Plummer. Oh. <laughs> and you can tell he's not quite sure whether or not he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> Cause he's lying down there breathing hard. I was about to say, visibly breathing. breathing like, his chest is actually moving up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping for something from that. But then I continue down the cast sheet. It, it doesn't get better. And I see Ted Lang <laughs> cast <laughs> as bartender. As bartender. Ted Lang is bartender. And then I say to myself, no, we're getting what I thought we we're, we're getting. getting. what I thought we we're getting. This yeah. is the movie that I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie, this movie takes itself so seriously, and you know this is all because of the director, the writer and director. I'm going to give him his just due, Jean Claude Lemaire. Yes, you know of Haitian descent, who has written a few films at at this point. All of them like straight to video, almost right. movies. You know, a and very a derivative uh, fare in his uh filmography um you've got you know trapped haitian nights broom wedding nora's hair salon um well, a fairly well accomplished actor so he knows what a good film looks like okay he's an actor with credits okay no but credits in in some pretty heavy films okay all right he's in fresh he's in fresh and he's in malcolm x i mean he's there okay he's there he's cast some checks right but I'm just saying he wasn't extras in these films. Right. And like, he cast himself in this movie. Right. So so you assume 
this that is somebody who like he's had exposure. Right. So you're hoping like, you know, all right, you know, he's making his way. He, right. He's making his bones. But no, he doesn't know what he's doing. He stitches together a whole bunch of um of Western cliches and schlock. Um, and then has these women, you know, reading the lamest, most basic dialogue in the world. He intro he introduces um he introduces into this film like the the town that the ladies are riding into like the number one business in the town is the women right of of the town right now whether or not that you want to call that maybe misogynistic or sexist or whatever that's okay he's introducing something that's kind of interesting right and now we've got these gang of women riding in this to this town that is known for just being about women and guys just coming there and having their way with women we're shown that in the beginning of the film women are are being like mauled in the street one woman is shot in cold blood in her face right in the middle of the street and nothing happens right so you got these it's tuesday exactly so you got these uh women you know, uh, gunfighters riding in. You're like, okay. And yes, they're riding in there with a mission to uh, avenge their sister and to look for some hidden gold. But you're you're wondering, okay, but what? how are they going to feel when they ride into this town where it's all about, you know, oppressing women? That's never visited again <laughs> in this entire movie. That's, that's, that's a narrative vein that wasn't going to be dealt with at all nah. in this film. Not at all. Not, not. They actually hand wave it away. When they come in, at one point, one of the characters asks Monica Calhoun, who's the boss, I thought this was a town full filled with women. And Monica Calhoun says, well, I haven't been here a long time and things have changed. And then we just keep it moving. Just cluck, 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 keep it riding on your horse. Riding on your horse, yeah. I'm, I mean, so I'm like, oh, oh, man. I mean, that's a missed opportunity. They've got this lone gunman following this women <laughs> these women um you don't know why she's got long hair she rides up on Ted Lang which where you learn that she's looking for Chastity who's a little Kim's character um but you don't know why no you don't cut to the end of the movie I was about to say and then you don't find out for the entire movie Cut to the end of the movie, and I mean the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the lone gunman now rides up for the first time, we see her face. Oh, look, it's R&B singer <laughs> Macy Gray. Because why not? Because why not, Macy Gray? <laughs> for her to show up and say, we're even, and then leave. And then leaves. <laughs> we don't know what she was doing. <laughs> You killed my sister, and now we're even. And then she runs away. And then she runs away. Why are we even? I don't know. What's happening? What is happening in this film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not understand. But it's a Western. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe there'll be some cool gunfights. <laughs> Maybe there'll be some cool action. Boy, Lucy's just going to keep pulling the football away, huh, Charlie Brown? <laughs> There's nothing in this movie. The women are wielding the gun. 
they went to the Jim Brown school of shooting because they are just shooting all over the place. And then white men are just dropping. People are getting knives in the shoulder. Because Lisa Ray is a knife lady. She's a knife lady. <laughs> she throw knives. She's throwing cutlery. <laughs> it's hitting them in the shoulder. And they're dying. And they're dying. It's clearly hitting them in the shoulder. Well, there's an artery up there, I think. Like, she's hitting an artery, and it makes them bleed out real fast. No. No? No. No? No. It's not an artery? There's no artery it's, in it's the shoulder. Ah, it's my shoulder artery. I, I'm dying. Oh, you're deadly. Right. Dumb movie. It's a dumb movie. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. It's terrible. And you know... You know your movie's bad <laughs> when the best actor mm. is Stacy Dash. <sighs> you are not on good cinematic range. <laughs> you know, you may want to rethink to just shut this bad boy down right now. Because she is the best thing in the movie. She's the best thing in she the movie. Really is. And, and she's not and good. She's not that good. <laughs> But she's the best thing yeah. in the movie. She's the she's the only one that looks like, I don't know what movie y'all in. I'm at least trying to have a little fun. Right, right. She's trying to ha- at least have a little fun, but she can't really get into it because everybody else is so deeply serious. Right. And like Monica Calhoun is way too po-faced for this movie. Yes. Like Monica Calhoun is 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 in, in actor mode and, and she, you could tell she has motivate. Like you can tell Monica Calhoun has written an entire backstory for her character. Oh yeah. In her head. Yes. And my sister has died and and, and she's haunted. And it's like, baby, this not that movie. Mm. And then Lisa Ray, Lil' Kim, and Marie Matiko are just terrible actresses. Yes. So they're just terrible. And I really I wanted I wanted to believe I haven't seen a lot of Lisa Ray, but I wanted to believe there was like a little something more there. Lisa Ray is, and you know, you know, I despise this word when it's applied to black women, but she's just real sassy. Yeah, that's like Lisa, it. she real spicy, but she's not even good at spicy. But she's spicy, like that's her. Like she real spicy. Like you could tell they were trying to t- jumpstart some interpersonal thing between her character and Monica Calhoun. Yeah, yeah, where she was just real spicy. But then it would fall apart. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. But like you said, the energy actually lifts a bit when Stacy Dash's character is is introduced. And I'll add to your good part. Like you had your good parts. This is my good parts. Okay. All right. First of all, I give credit where credit is due. All of these actresses clearly learned how to ride a horse. Mm. What do you mean? They were there were various scenes of them riding horses. Yeah, they were. But okay, okay. Like this they were a, riding horses. This is a nitpick. What's this your nitpick, nitpick about them riding horses? One, as I alluded to earlier, they are clearly on a ranch. Look, I, that don't have nothing to do. Don't two, ride the horse. Two. A lot of those scenes are clearly sped up. Yes. Three. The only one, well, yes. Did they technically learn how to ride a horse? Yes, they did. Do you know how to ride a horse? No. So, but So they're better horse riders than everybody in this room. 
We can agree on that. But the only one who really looks comfortable yes. on the horse is Stacey Dash. Yes. Stacey Dash literally looks like she looks like she is she's Stacey, whipping. Stacey Dash looks like she has a horse. Yes. Like exactly. she has a horse. No, but they did. I mean, they were riding a horse, okay, man. Okay. All right. Like they were like. In I'm going to take a lock. No, I'm taking no, away no, from your good. Go ahead. In a film where they didn't have to learn how to ride a horse. That's true. Because when the film comes on, they actually do the okie doke where they show <laughs> the horses and they don't show the people on the horses. Yes, yes. And I actually put in my notes, okay, one of my games is going to be how do they get around them riding horses? You were right where I was. But then they showed them throughout the film riding horses. They did. They did. And I have to say, who's someone, as someone who's a little bit scared of horses because they're too big and they're too dumb. <laughs> like, I feel like horses are too big to be that dumb. And to be that dumb, they're too big. <laughs> I have to respect it because I ain't getting on no damn horse. Okay. They're too right. stupid. That's a fair point. And they're too big. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So I give them that. Right. We've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. In a film that is very bad, mm -hmm. Stacey Dash maintains a level of watchability. Yes. When she is on screen, not only for herself, but when you throw her in with the other women, there are moments that you're like, okay, all right, all right. Like there's this great, there's- Moments this, is stretching. There's seconds. I like the scene around the campfire where they were talking. Like the whole thing where she, where she and Lil' Kim are trying to figure out who's the fastest draw. I said, okay. Mm. I didn't mind that. Okay. I didn't mind that at all. You know I'm just a Bobby Brown dude. <laughs> and Bobby Brown clearly, clearly, someone told Bobby Brown he could be in a cowboy movie. And he's in four scenes? Maybe four scenes. Maybe four scenes. I'm not going to cast aspersions on that man's character and say that he was chemically altered in those scenes. <laughs> Nor am I going to bring my knowledge of his personal life based on what we all read in the papers and the tabloids. Mm -hmm. Bobby Brown looks like he is high out of his mind. He does. In each of the four scenes. And I found that quite entertaining. <laughs> because there are moments where I think Bobby Brown forgot that he was actually in a movie. That's true. Like I think Bobby Brown thought he had traveled through time <laughs> and was an outlaw in the old West. And I found that quite entertaining. Okay. And all jokes aside, the scene where Stacey Dash is actually introduced and they have that quick cameo by uh, Mario Van Peebles, mm -hmm. I thought that was fun. I thought that was a fun little moment. The moment was. It was a fun moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. But it's a terrible film. Yeah, it's a bad it's, movie. It's a terrible movie and... And 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 I almost feel sorry for the director and the writer Lamar because I don't know. I mean, I don't feel sorry because he wrote the script and he directed it. Let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how you take any of these ingredients and come up with something good. Like I don't know who. Like I don't know you. You like take him out. 
and you drop in, you know, I don't know, you 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 know, I don't, I don't know, like like you actually drop in Cassie Lemons, like you drop in Cassie Lemons mm-hmm. and say Cassie Lemons, do something with this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who can do something with this. I'll tell you who. Who could have done something with these ingredients? Hype Williams. So he could have made a. Uh, uh, belly, belly the western belly to the western which means that no is it still a dumb movie yes yes but visually it would have looked better it would have looked 10,000 times better you don't think that's a budgetary constraint that okay that may be a a level of the budget but that also speaks to the direction because Say what you want about the budget. Somehow they're on some type of old western, you know, set back lot somewhere, right? Like you know New what I mean. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like you said, they got the women riding horses. Yes, I I think that budget or not, they would have had the women in the same costumes. Yes. You know? So what I think, hype Williams or any other director of note would have done is taken all of these ingredients which either lend themselves to just being fun with it and going comedic right which which is is a bad decision he made right right or um take all of those and then just lean into the whole uh the whole hip hop styling of it, you know, <laughs> and just, and just, and just, just go full blown with that, you know, just embrace it. Right. You know, and just let that take over the whole, your whole um, image okay. and the whole visuals for the film. And, and to be quiet as kept, if you're doing that, some of the gunfight scenes and some of the action and even the scene around the campfire, maybe they come off a little better. Right. You know, just because they're more visually interesting, you know, and 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 play with you. There's a moment where Stacy Dash goes back for her her uh I think her mother or her father's like watch that she left. Sure, why not? And there's a second she climbs into the window and for a moment the camera shakes and I'm like, Oh, we're going shaky cam. Okay, cool. <laughs> but no, no, I just think the, sh- the camera the, shook. The camera shook like her foot hit it. As yeah. She was climbing in the window. <laughs> Cause she climbed into the window, right. you know, but I was, I was like, Oh, we got something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that, so to your point, I think there is something here, you know, I think that, you know, Monica Calhoun, we know she can act. Yes. You know, um, Lisa Ray is sassy. So you maybe play around with her visually. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, little Kim and Marie, you take some of their lines, you give them the Stacy, and <laughs> you, you make it work. Right. Right. So I think this there, I I think there was a lost opportunity oh, in this. I think it's a great idea. Like I actually think the story 
outside of the execution of the story is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 basically set it off in the old west. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Which, to, to agree, yeah. A group of black women in the old west who were this mysterious gang. Yeah, who robbed more banks than Billy the Kid. <laughs> it's in the text, ladies and it's, gentlemen. It's, I'm not making this up. It's they let you know right at the very beginning that they are more successful bank robbers than Billy the Kid who then disappear. Yes. Well, because someone innocent got hurt. Someone innocent got hurt because they have on like leather leather vests with no shirts on underneath. Yeah. And hair bonnets around their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that, that was, I, I peeped that too. I was like, yeah. Is that like a a hair? Uh, it's like they think they wrap their hair in that at night, and then during the day they rob banks. Yeah, because well, they have to protect their right. braids. It's, it's it's almost like a point break type approach to it. So 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 like they travel the world chasing waves mm-hmm. and robbing banks. But the gang of roses, they have hair bonnets to keep their hair nice. They sleep at night, and then during the day they wrap it around their face to rob the banks. I'll give Lisa Ray this. She is the only human being I know who can ride in the dusty West in all white. In all white. And stay white. All white. All white. All the white. entire time. Also, I like that they don't punk out and uh, they celebrate the strength of the black woman. Okay. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, Vince. I certainly was not aware that it only takes three women. Okay. To actually be uh, pallbearers <laughs> and carry a, a casket, isn't that into the woods? I don't know if that made me terrible for thinking about the logistics of that. It's like coffins are heavy. Very. Like, like, you know. The coffin is heavy. Like, like, Let alone. Like, like, dear missionaries, I hope you have never had the experience of having to carry a coffin and be a pallbearer. Yes. I have been a pallbearer a couple of times, unfortunately. And so have I. And they're heavy. They are very heavy. It's like, you know, when I'm just like six other dudes. Yeah. So. And oftentimes with both hands. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yes, you're right there. But, but. They had Monica Calhoun. Monica Calhoun. She, she, Lisa Ray. You know, they, they worked the circuit at the gym. So, worked the upper body. And they walked it through the park. And they walked it through the park. They didn't walk on flat land. No, they did not. Why? They played some music. And then they and then they buried it. Right, right. And an Asian one, which I'm going to call it an Asian one because that's basically what the film called. Did you hear him playing the cymbals? Every time. <laughs> every time she showed every up. T- and every time she, she they, they would... A, a chime would go off. A chime would go off. As she said Dum. a little as she said a little piece of wisdom. A little piece of Chinese wisdom. Leave it in the past. Ching ching. It's like this. This seems unnecessary. <laughs> For gang of roses. Like, do we really need an inscrutable Chinese woman in Gang of Roses? Mm, mm, it's mm. bad. It's 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 a bad film. It's really... it's a terrible film. The other, I, I look, I I I I. Oh God, respect is really strong. Admire is really strong. I acknowledge mm-hmm. the attempt to make a genre film. 
I acknowledge the attempt to make a black film outside of the norm mm-hmm. of the type of environments and 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 context. Yes, that usual black films are being made in. Yes, even if it was terrible. Yes, which this was. This was, and it's a film that also got to give it some props as, as well. Making this genre film doesn't really deal with race. No, at all. Not at all. At all. There's one passing reference where a bartender says, we don't serve your kind here, which I was confused about because it was like four black dudes in the bar. Exactly. And then he said women. It's like, oh, it's being sexist, not racist. Mm. So. Also, did you notice that Bobby Brown was the first person to speak in the film? What? He's the first person because he's the he's he's. Oh, I'll tell you something else that's funny. That was funny to me. So Bobby Brown's character is called Left Eye. Left Eye Watkins. Left Eye Watkins because he's missing an eye. Yes. There's a conversation among the women where they're saying we have to figure out who he is. And they're trying to figure out why his name is Left Eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe is it because he's got one good right eye and his left eye is gone. And then well, maybe he has one good left eye. And they're like, and that made me smile. Yes. Said, okay. And then the follow up to the joke, well, we're just going to look for the guy with the eye patch. And then they come into town and like it's all these dudes in town all with eye patches because it's the old West and people were always getting their eyes poked out. Yes. That made me chuckle. That made me chuckle too. Okay. I, I, I You're right. I will give it that. Also, Uh-oh. I'm going to keep finding stuff. You're looking, you're digging deep. For a film about women, mm-hmm. the only one of them that is sexualized at all is Lil' Kim. That's true. None of these women have love interests. None of these women, like for like like for a, a picosecond, I squint my eyes and I thought maybe Marie Matiko and Lisa Ray's character were lovers. Uh, okay. And then they 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 completely just kept going yeah you know what yeah you're right because there is a little bit of a, a subtle subtext of that. right that these two have a, a how, an offline relationship how marie kind of like calms her down right you know what i mean but then you learn that no that's that's ding yeah right she's just inscrutable yes he like makes some tea and does some type of tea service mm-hmm. but yeah so you know i give it that especially when you consider that that Lisa Ray at this time is best known for being in Players Club. That's true. Stacy Dash is best known for just being Fawn. Well, she's known for Clueless. Not to not to not to the um Black Gang of Ro- Roses audience. You don't think so? Oh, I don't think so at all. You don't think so? I I 100% do not think so. Okay. Like like the black audience who knows Stacy Dash in 2003, that Venn diagram it's it's a it's a sliver with the oh we know her from clueless diagram okay, okay. All right. and Lil Kim is sexualized but that's actually uh, sort of her but that's her thing that's her thing and and they dare I say complicated like she's not just having sex like she can't find love and she murders her boyfriends and it's like okay well that's a thing yeah that whole the way that whole thing yeah. played out with her and and let's dude. be clear. We're thinking about this way more than the film was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because to stay on message, 
this is a terrible movie. It's a bad movie. It's it's a but it was released to theater, so we had to review. But it, it was released, and it was a western, and we said we wanted to do westerns this month. And little did we know that it linked to our next movie. It sure did. So so now we have the the. It's a shame they couldn't have backed a Brinks truck up to Will Smith's house, and he just sort of waved, and then you could say it was also part of the Wild Wild West universe. Universe. Or like have a old like have a old Harry Belafonte show up, <laughs> where he's established a church with the money from bucking the preacher, and he he hears the gunshots outside, and he runs to a special Bible, <laughs> and then he looks at the Lord, and then it goes back to the fight. and then he goes back. <laughs> like you could actually have done, you could have done a whole deal. You could have, you could have, but they did. No, this could have been a low down, dirty Western. It could have been a low down, dirty Western, but it wasn't. Was it? it was a gang of roses. It was a gang of roses. So the question, of course, becomes, Lynn, would you recommend Gang of Roses? No. <laughs> would you like to expand on that? Just, just no. 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 Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Gang of Roses is terrible. And the bad thing is, I think I've I think this is my third time seeing it. What? Why? I'm gonna tell Okay, you wait more. a minute. I know why you watched it this time. Right, right, right. But the first two times. <laughs> the first time I saw it, hand to God, I couldn't believe this was actually something that I was watching. Like I thought it was in the midst of some kind of waking dream. <laughs> like this can't possibly be real. And then I just kept watching. And then it was real. And then it was gone. Second time I watched it was for laughs and giggles. Mm. You know. But did you watch it by yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I, I couldn't watch. For laughs, I could not watch this by myself. I need somebody else to share in the hilarity of it all. With yeah. Me. Yeah. Because this, this, this would be, oh, no. But I wouldn't recommend this film either. I also would not recommend Gang of Roses. And and I have to say, I've not seen the sequel. Gang, Gang of, of Roses, Roses 2, The Next Generation. The Next Generation. Starring Amber Rose. Starring Amber Rose. Starring Amber Rose. Amber Rose is carrying the film. Yes. And from looking at the IMDb, there's no crossover between the first one. Like Monica, Monica Calhoun and company were much, much too busy. Oh, and yet another lost opportunity. Another lost opportunity for the Gang of Roses. For the Gang of Roses. Before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to email us with all of your thoughts, concerns, and feedback at me show mission at gmail dot com. Me show is spelled M I C H E A U X M I S I O N at gmail dot com. Join the Me Show Mission Facebook group where we have a lot of fun, as you can see, and also like and follow us on all the social medias: Facebook, Twitter. Instagram holler at the Michaud Mission and while you're doing that go to MichaudMission.com and check out our new swag because swag. We, got, we got some fly shirts out there they are people are buying the shirts Vince I mean they're nice shirts it's, I'm like yo I'm liking this a lot so and I'm glad you're liking it our show is available as a proud member of the Podglomerate 
Podcast Network, The Podglomerate, curated podcast just for your listening pleasure. And you can hear our show in an edited form every Saturday at 1 p.m. on WPPM. 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Powered Media here in the city of brotherly love. And Wake Up With The Me Show Mission every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on WKDU. 91.7 FM, The Voice of Drexel University. Vince, next week, the Westerns continue. The Westerns do continue. And Mario Van People rides back onto the mission. <laughs> what is this now? So we saw rapping. 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 It's rapping. Rapping. Rapping is the only appearance of Mario Van Peebles. No. 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 What else was he in? Oh. Oh, he was in New Jack City. Yes. Do you not seeing the full? Remember seeing the full peoples in Sweetback's sweet badass song? Oh, when he was a little boy. Yes, okay. yes, okay. But but we return once again to the to the film work of Mario Van Peebles. To the film work of Mario Van Peebles, we go back ten years where Mario Van Peebles put together starred and directed in 1993's American revisionist western Posse. Posse. Guy looks up and he's getting hung by the bandits and his horse comes back and it's three women on the horse and the guy yells at the horse, I said Posse! Bring me Posse! It's one of my favorite jokes. I'm glad you got out of your system now. <laughs> Bring me posse. I don't like that joke as much as it's deep too, which as I've mentioned is my absolute favorite joke. Water sure is cold. Yeah, and it's deep too. <clears throat> Until next week. <laughs> it's a little... Little little Michelle after dark for you. Yes. After dark. He's Vince. I'm Len. And in party, we say. <laughs> we'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again. <laughs>